Hey everybody, I'm Eric and this is Today I Watched 2018 Week 50 Part 4 and I am talking about WWE TLC 2018. Um, I'm recording another episode here in my rental car. Um, I was going to record it in my hotel room, but the hotel I was staying at, this is a Monday morning, um... They are uh, renovating the hotel, and it was it was kind of kind of noisy, um, and the neighboring rooms weren't quiet either. But uh, so I'm I, I'm currently just outside of Sacramento in a parking lot, um, about to head to Monday Night Raw, and um, yeah, I wanted to talk about TLC, which ended up being really really good this is one of my favorite I, i'd have to think on it some more but um i as far as expectations being met or exceeded uh almost every match exceeded my expectations by a lot and um i was re i was really happy throughout most of it and i had a great time uh before i get into it shout out to Rudy and Russell who joined me at this show um that made it that made it more fun also um being there with uh whenever I'm able to be at a show this is the first time I've been to a show out of state with people that I know and um that adds another layer of um enjoyment to it so uh thanks for joining me guys it was it was super fun um, so this show took place at the SAP Center, which I had not... I'm going to start talking about the arenas a little bit more, um, and how they stack up against other arenas that I've been to. Um, SAP Center is, is pretty good. Um, once you actually get inside, um, the, the seats were comfortable, and the we, we were in the back row of the upper level. Like that, the last row. There, there were the like uh, club boxes behind us, um, but uh, yeah, we were very back row, but we could see very well. Um, I mean, of course, we were far away, but our vision wasn't obstructed by anything. And even when people were standing up to to get out of the seats, because uh, the upper level had much steeper a steeper grade to their seats. Um, you still, really, there are only maybe a couple of times where, um, you maybe might have thought about standing up to be able to see a little bit better, but, um, but pretty much it will just sit, 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 stay and put, stay put in our seats and had a great time. Um, also that steep grade and being at the far back, the very last row, made for trips down to the um, concessions or the restroom uh, a little bit of a hike um, and luckily I think each of us only made like one trip total um, through the actual show um, so uh, a, a word of warning the back row at least in some parts doesn't connect to a, a, a stairway down to the floor or down to the, the exit on both sides and I thought it'd be all kinds of clever and just that there, there weren't people in the seats um, at the time 
uh, and climb over a row of seats to to not have to ask a billion people to stand up to scooch by them. And it worked fine on the way going out, but then coming back up, I was overconfident and I got tripped up as I was just about to clear the seats to go um, into the back row. And I totally wiped out and I like slammed into the 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 wall uh like the partition thing into the club seats and it was really loud like everybody looked at me i was wiped out on the floor stood up real quick and i was like ah i'm okay and um my left knee still hurts a lot my right knee hurts if i you know like put if i touch it basically but my my left knee actually does hurt like um without uh additional perturbance that's a phrase that we could use i guess um so yeah that was probably the only really uh outright negative thing about the night was wiping out and um hurting myself but uh yeah let's talk about all of these matches that went down the only the 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 least i would have not expected this to be my least favorite match of the night and i think it's pretty universal that this is probably uh probably everybody's least favorite match of the night the crowd there in person was not into it at all which i thought was a little bit unfair it was my least favorite but it wasn't like it wasn't bad it was just bad compared to everything else um that happened up to that point and of course right after it because there's only one match after it and it was amazing but uh okay so seth versus dean I would not have thought in a million, if you, if at any point in time, after learning that these two people exist, you said they, they have a match against each other. Never, I I think, would anyone think that, oh, that's going to be the worst match of the night. Um, and it was, it was a real snooze fest compared to everything else it was just a standard wrestling match on a on a, a show called tables liars chairs um after his extreme potentially extreme reasons for them to be fighting and it was just like a regular wrestling match that was exciting for like maybe the last minute of it i guess and it was for the intercontinental championship too you'd think that that would make it a little bit more exciting but and then I was kind of like, oh, right, that he's, there we, there we go. That's, that's what the match was for, partly what the match was for. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the rest of the show. Oh, my gosh. So good. Um, on the kickoff, we had, um, let's see, where, where's the list? We had this uh, Cruiserweight Championship match, which uh, is Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. A bit of a shame that it was on the kickoff. We had two matches on the kickoff. Um, that's how they able to fit a million matches on this show. But uh, it was they're doing their their usual stuff. Um, I I'd say their their uh, Super Showdown match was better. Um, this wasn't as exciting as that one. Of course, not having a new champ. Buddy Murphy successfully retained the championship. So not having a new championship uh, lessens some of the excitement. Um, that aspect of Buddy Murphy winning in Melbourne was uh, at another level to it. But um, 
I mean, it was still, it was still, it was still pretty good. Still pretty good. Um, I have yet to be disappointed with a Buddy Murphy or Cedric Alexander match. Um, but who's next? Who's the next to go after Buddy Murphy? Um, I assume we're going to have a Cruiserweight Championship match at the Royal Rumble. Um, will it be, uh, well, Drew Gulak, he hasn't had a chance in a while, but maybe it should be somebody who hasn't had a chance at all in a while. Um, as we haven't had, uh, oh, Ari Devari, who just got back. It would be awesome to see him fight Buddy Murphy. Um, and Hideo Itami, uh, going up against him. Uh, Kiro Tozawa, I don't think he's fought Buddy Murphy yet. Or even, uh, Jack Gallagher or the Brian Kendrick. I think they could, each, each of them could have a great match with Buddy Murphy. Um, well, maybe they'll go the route of Tony Nese turning on Buddy. And, uh, we'll get them going after each other. Or maybe not even turning on, but like, hey, I've had your back. We've been hanging out and stuff. Why not give me a chance? I'd say that that's more likely to be like on a weekly show though. Um, then we had Elias versus Bobby Lashley in a ladder match, a guitar ladder match. And they did explain, um, that whoever gets the guitar first wins the match. So it's not a matter of they can use it as a weapon if they get it. And uh, then they have to still have to pin them or whatever. Um, it is the first person to actually get the guitar wins and Elias won which is great, but then, um, Lashley, oh, what happened afterwards, exactly happened, well, uh, I think Lashley did the smash, Lashley smashed the guitar over Elias's back, and, um, yeah, so it was a, it was a, a win-win and lose-lose situation for both of these guys, um, lots of Leo Rush action in this match, too, um, oh my gosh, there's so much that happened after this. I forgot, there was some really fun stuff on there. We got to see some high flying from Leo Rush. Um, he did his, his uh, I think he did his frog splash after Elias was laid out. And then, and then Lashley put on the smash guitar as the the two parts um, that are connected to the guitar strap. It was still a solid enough piece that the guitar strap was on there. And so he's wearing it and pretending to play it, even though the front of the guitar was completely gone. Um, so yeah, this this match was pretty fun. It was it was six minutes and twenty seconds. Um, we we were thinking, wow, the the shows there's still like eight minutes until the show starts. Are they going to squeeze in the mixed match challenge on on the the kickoff? That would be that would be like a really short match. It was a really short match, but. They didn't wait until the show actually started for the Mixed Match Challenge Finals. Fabulous Truth, Carmella and R-Truth defeated Mahalisha, Alicia Fox, and Jinder Mahal. And I was very happy about this. Um, it was a fun match. It was quick to the point. And then we find out that uh, they had to submit where their trip was going to be before the match. And uh, R-Truth submitted it without uh consulting with Carmella. He's like, "Don't worry, I took care of it." And it turns out they're they're they have a paid vacation. <laughs> uh, all expense paid vacation to WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, which is where they probably go all the time anyway. 
Um, actually, I think they, uh, where do they, I think Carmela's in, in Florida. Let's see. Yeah, she lives in Florida, according to Wikipedia anyway. And, uh, and Truth lives, uh, apparently lives in North Carolina. So, I guess they are going to be traveling and getting away from home for a little bit, but still, to a place that they they probably go a, a lot anyway. <laughs> WWE saved a lot of money on this all-expense-paid trip, thanks to, to R-Truth's, um, his, uh, inconsideration, lack of consideration for where Carmella wants to go on a trip. Anyway, um, yeah, that was fun. There's dance party stuff, of course. And, um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, then we had the triple threat for the tag team, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Despite it being uh, infuriating that this was not a stipulation match, that this could have been a ladder match, it could have been a TLC match, and it could have been crazy. It even could have just been a tornado tag team match. Have all six men legal at the same time. But it was a standard triple threat tag team match, which meant only two pe legal people in the ring at a time. And uh, you had to tag out and all that kind of stuff. So it was... Um, it was still really good. It was still really good, despite that. And, um, maybe that was kind of the point. They were like, if, if we did make this a lot match, you'd kind of steal the show from everything else. Um, which, which almost happened anyway. Um, so, uh, who, who won? I think Cesaro got the pin at the end. Um, I think he pinned Kofi. I, I might be misremembering completely. But the bar remains the SmackDown Tag Team Championship champions. And um, uh, I, I'm happy with that. I, I've been happy with any of these three teams winning. And this match is further proof. Every single match that any combination of these three teams have is, is continued proof that it's impossible for them to have a bad match against each other. It's always going to be great. And, um, I love all three of them for it. All three of the teams, which is seven people, seven people who are, who are always freaking awesome together. It's great. Um, then we had Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Um, this match was technically 16 minutes long. Uh, so bear, I, I sort of wasn't paying attention for part of it. Um, the beginning when Baron was talking and stuff, because there's a whole kerfuffle with the seats. People thought that they, no, people were in the wrong seats. Um, but the, and the people who were in the wrong seats were saying, oh, then we should all just scoot down. And then um, I was like, um, no, we're in the right seat. I didn't none of this conversation actually took place we didn't we just didn't actually move um and like an ushers came over and was like okay what are your seats told them well we have 17 through 20 and all that kind of thing it's like okay you're in the right place so people the original people who were sitting there they were in the wrong place and they had to leave and go wherever their actual seats were so 
I missed the beginning of this mat. Uh, all the stuff that Baron was saying. I I don't know. Assume it was just overconfidence. Uh, overconfident nonsense about how he's going to be the, the the new GM and all of that. But Braun Strowman showed up before the count of ten ended from from Heath Slater, who's the the referee for this, and Braun explains comes out there he has this the sling on and he says you know baron there's no disqualification so if people want to help me then that's legal and out comes all the good guys you got finn you got apollo cruz we got the new raw tag team champions uh bobby root and chad gable i'll come out with chairs there might have been somebody else no the other person that once things got going Heath Slater takes off his referee shirts and grabs a chair as well. They just, just all take turns beating on uh, Baron Baron Corbin. Uh, he's laid out in the middle of the ring. Uh, Heath has a little bit of trouble putting the shirt back on. He puts the referee shirt back on. Braun steps on, on Corbin's chest and one, two, three... Braun Strowman gets his Universal Championship match against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. And um, Baron Corbin is no longer the general manager. And I was thinking, wait, th- th- this just happened. Why are all these other matches still happening for Raw? Because Baron Corbin made these, put together these matches. They, they, they should be thrown out. In one case, th- that absolutely should have been the case. But... Um, all the, the the night continued as planned, or at least uh, uh, the the matchups that were planned. Maybe maybe Braun had other ideas in mind for how to interfere with things, but we'll never know because he is out of power as of the end of this match. Um, so tonight on Raw, the next episode of Raw, we're gonna see Mr. McMahon come and uh, I assume he's he's gonna address this whole situation on Monday Night Raw. And the general manager. Oh, Kurt Angle! That was the other person that came. Kurt Angle came out and prevented Baron from just running away. Um, so will Kurt Angle continue as general manager or get his his uh, comeback return from from vacation and uh, get the, his position back, or will we get something completely different? Or maybe Mister McMahon will say it's a it's a damn shame what you guys did out there ganging up on Baron Corbin. This is a really bad impression of him. But uh, maybe he'll come out and be disappointed in the events of last night. Like, Baron Corbin is back in power. And he is, he's calling all the shots because I think he's done a terrific job. So hopefully that's not what happens at all. <laughs> um, oh, wait. So this next match, Natalia versus Ruby Riot. I expect... I, I, I thought it was going to be like kind of... Oof! Like what? What the crap is this? But instead, it was really good. It was one of the better table match, like one of the best ways that a table match could go, and and in in large part because of the riot squad that we got to have multiple tables broken through without the match ending. Because normally, just one table breaks, and that's the end of the match. Because that's how you win the match. But if there's people who aren't in the match and they get put through tables, the match continues and it is great. First, we have Liv 
who sacrificed herself to save Ruby from getting uh, uh, pummeled into a table, off the amp right into a table. Uh, Liv goes through that table instead, and she dies. She lives and dies for the Riot Squad. Uh, she gets taken away, and Sarah Logan gets put through a table. She is taken away. And um, we had, of course, the, the Jim Neidhart uh, table that Ruby put together. But Natalia had her own table set up, um, set in place under the ring. It had a picture of Ruby on it. And that is the table that Ruby ended up going through. And uh, all the imagery and everything of it, of uh, her broken in half, the table broken in half, from the, is, is good. Really good. And I do want to go back and watch this match, um, definitely. Um, I, I might go back and just watch everything um, if, I, if I'm able to um, at some point. But, oh man, this table, this is great, great tables match. It was 12 minutes and 40 seconds. I don't even feel like it, it, it did not feel like it was long at all. There's so much exciting stuff happening throughout it. And like huge, huge hand for, for everybody who's in this match. Uh, Natalia and Ruby um, for sure to, to, uh, deserve some um, kudos for this match. It's, it's, oh, it's so fun. Um, then we had Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre, um, and Finn won the match because uh, Dolph Ziggler made a quick appearance to super kick Drew in the face um, while the ref was not looking at one point. Finn afterwards was pretty pissed at Dolph, and then Dolph just wallops him. Oh, that was great. That was great. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think the like the ending of this match and then the aftermath, I think made up for the rest of the match night not being the most interesting. Um, I found myself like kind of really getting into the women's matches, um, and being like talkative about it, like oh you gotta get her role and all that kind of thing, and then the the Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre and then um later Dean and Seth and even Daniel versus AJ I was just like just watching and not really vocalizing very much at all or anything um but uh but anyway next match was Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton so much cool stuff in this match um <laughs> an interesting thing um that we noticed was that uh, Randy was setting up at the end of the match. He was setting up a row of four chairs. Presumably, he was going to RKO Ray onto that row of chairs. Um, but he was he was laying out the chairs, and it had to just be like a little character thing because earlier is another thing I loved in this match. Um, actually, I really, I really, really liked all of this match. Um, and a lot of it is like the little details and stuff. I'm sure I'll pick up even more on uh, on it when I watch the TV, the broadcast version. But um, uh, Randy, well, earlier in the match, he clears off the announcer's table, and then he <laughs> very carefully places a chair right in the center of it, um, because he was clearing off the announcer's table, and they literally said. Oh, well, that's not legal. And then he starts to put the chair on it. It's like, oh, that makes it legal. Legal, okay. 
And uh, I just love that he, he he found that loophole. It's like, I can throw someone through a table and it's okay because I'm, I, I'm actually throwing him into that chair. And so it's like not, you know, technically I'm just hitting with a chair. Uh, so that was great. The um, So I think it was just maybe just a character choice that he's just being very careful about saying these, these elaborate um, situations. He wants it perfect. So he sets up two of the chairs and then he goes to set up the third chair and then he, he looks at it and then he grabs the other chair instead, puts that one there and then puts the, the original third chair last. And that's the chair. The one that he put in the third spot is the one that he ends up sitting, sitting in. So I said, well, maybe, maybe that's the only one he can safely sit in. I don't know. But I, I, I don't think that is so weird, such a weird little detail, and I kind it it makes me like Randy even more, like those little weird things that he does that aren't don't seem for like any reason except to just amuse himself probably, and it amuses me too, and hopefully at least a few other people. So Randy, if you hear this, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, a, a stupid idea! Like if if that became more prevalent of a thing, um, I'm like half half excited about this idea because the other half is um, okay. The obsessive compulsive disorder, like that phrase, that condition is thrown around like way too nonchalantly like most of the time when people say oh my ocd is flaring up like that kind of thing like that's um don't no like don't say that it's you're you're being stupid um like just equating it to the desire for something to be organized like calling that, oh, like I'm so OCD about wanting my DVDs to be in alphabetized order. That's not really that. If if it is part, if it is because of that, then yeah. yeah. But just anybody saying like, oh, I like thing to be organized, so I'm so OCD about. It. It's like no, no. I don't think. Anyway, so despite that, I think it would be. It could be funny. It, I tell you, it, it, no, it's about it. It's a three-letter thing, and it's RKO, OCD, that the, the, that whole type of thing. Um, but don't, don't, don't do that. It's a dumb idea. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, then we had oh, there's still four more matches: Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax, and this is for the Raw Women's Championship. No frills, no gimmicks for this match. Uh, just a straight up singles match, and um, it, this was their. I I feel like this was both of their best matches so far that I've seen. They are both really good in this match, and um, like good job, good job to both of them. Ronda Rousey won, um, thankfully, so we can see her fight somebody else. I really want to see her fight Ruby Riot. At some point, before, uh, even before Royal Rumble, um, in a championship match, I think it would be awesome. 
Um, but we'll we'll see what ha- we'll see what's what happens next. Because now the build up is going to be towards the Royal Rumble. Um, will there even be women's championship matches at the Royal Rumble? We know there's going to be a universal championship match, um, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Um, but uh, last year we didn't have any women's championship matches because both of the women's champions um, were at ringside watching um, the the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, I think it, I think it was Charlotte and Alexa at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to see Ronda Rousey fight Ruby Riot. RR versus RR. And get Rhea Ripley in there, too. It's a triple threat of double R's. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, after this match, uh, Naya encounters Becky backstage, and Becky just lays her out and says, Keep your. Keep your name out of my mouth. And then Tamina comes running from way far away. Um, I didn't even notice that, uh, but people were talking about why I had watched the clip again. That That is really, really funny. And, um, yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I didn't, like, seeing it in person, I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't even, I, I didn't even catch what, uh, what Becky said. Um, I thought she said the, the man comes around or something like that. Um... The, the acoustics not not great um for stuff on the on the the titan tron um on the big screen there uh it was, it was hard to, for me personally to understand a lot was that was being said i need to wrap this up quick very soon um the show is only an hour and a half got to find parking and all that get into the arena um Oh yeah, so next week is Christmas and Christmas Eve. Uh, not in that order. Reverse order of that. But uh, those two things happen um, on Monday and Tuesday. And then New Year's and New Year's Eve, also in reverse order, happen the next Monday and Tuesday. Um, and so after tonight, the next two weeks are all pre-taped. Everything um, all of the shows are pre-taped and even this week we start with the pre-tape because the tribute to the troops is on Thursday I believe um, there's something is there something on Wednesday I don't know um, but uh, oh but uh, did I already talk about this in this episode already maybe but um, tonight they're going to be re- recording next week's Raw I, I assume after the broadcast raw live um so it'll be interesting to see how all of that uh the production of that goes and it's it's getting a double dose of of raw and of smackdown and that's kind of cool it's going to be a long night both of these nights but uh really getting my money money's worth for these i got like the cheapest tickets possible basically for both of these so it's like that's a good it's a good deal um, I think I'll, I'll be able to see pretty well from those seats too, but, um, all right, up next, we have three, three matches to go. Uh, Dana Bryan versus AJ Styles. This, this was really good. Um, it's the, the, like the technical highlight of the night. Um, I didn't wear my AJ Styles shirt and now it, I'd say it's, um, 
it confirms that the luck has worn off for me wearing that shirt for AJ Styles matches. I should have worn a, a, a shirt that I brought along, but I didn't wear. Um, but I, I considered it. I, um, what is going on? Um, people honking and stuff somewhere in the parking lot. Um, should have worn my Oscar shirt. Not to jump ahead, but I kind of jumped ahead. Um, anyway, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. This match is really good. Uh, just a, a, a tech, a, a clinic in technical wrestling. Um, oh, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, and I'm really happy that it didn't end with another low blow or not in an, uh, uh another straight, like the, the Nakamura feud. It's just all these matches ending and, and non-finishes. It's still a kind of a, a dirty finish. It was, a, it was a sneaky way to win with that roll-up small package from uh, from Daniel Bryan. But it was a legitimate way to win. There is no... Uh, you can't really say he was, he was, he's cheating or anything like that. It didn't rely on pulling the, sh- the shade over the referee's eyes and things like that. So I was... I was satisfied with this ending, even though I really wanted AJ Styles to end 2018 as champion. Um, I guess there's still time for that. They wouldn't do that on a pre-taped show. That would be crazy. Because um, we'd all know about it tonight, and it doesn't air until next week. Or they film it next week. And actually, it would be New Year's Day um, that the next episode is aired. But anyway, this is a really good match really really good um and it was the longest match of the night which uh personally um i didn't really that didn't really even occur to me it was the next match that felt like even there was only a minute difference it was a minute shorter than daniel versus aj but it felt an eternity longer and that was dean ambrose versus seth rollins i think if these matches hadn't occurred back to back, if instead we had uh, we switched the women's Raw Women's Championship with the Intercontinental Championship, no, then they would have still back been back to back. That's that's right. Um, if it had gone instead, Dean versus Seth, then Ronda versus Nia, then Daniel versus AJ, and then the main event, the the triple threat for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. That could have helped, I think. It would have um, it would have built up instead of two peaks with a deep valley. It would have been one continuous build up to the end. Maybe I don't know. It's not how it happens. There's nothing we can do to make, go back in time to make it happen that way. But perhaps that would have uh, made it not feel as long to have two 23-minute matches back-to-back. Followed by, albeit an amazing match, a uh, 22-minute match for the, the triple threat at the end. But anyway, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. Oh, the crowd was not doing it any favors at all. Lots of this is boring chants. Um, at one point, <laughs> there was, um, oh, what were they chanting? Oh, they were chanting Rusev Day. That was actually, I, that made me laugh. 
I was annoyed by the, the this is boring chance. Um, and I'm, gl I'm glad, at least from where I was sitting, I couldn't hear any CM Punk chants. I heard one guy try to yell CM Punk. He did yell CM Punk, but it got no reaction from anybody. I'm like, yeah, good, good, good. We're, things are coming around that we were, um, at times actively shutting it down, but others just, just not acknowledging it and be like, no, you, you're on your own, buddy. Um, but anyway, Dean versus Seth. It what? Sure is. It was, it was like a fine standard match, but it was. It didn't fit what these two are fighting for. Supposedly, supposed, supposed, supposedly. Get a little bit of, of cotton mouth from talking so dang long. Hey, birds. There's so many birds right around me. All the fast food wrappers and stuff that are digging through those. Um, so, uh, the... <clears throat> yeah, Seth versus Dean. Dean Ambrose is now the Intercontinental Champion. So hopefully that's interesting. And uh, Seth is not the champion, so hopefully now he'll be able to go after the Universal Championship. But um, I, we, I, we'll we'll see what happens. All this stuff, and that brings us to the main event, which is so 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 good, so awesome. We had an inter okay, we had an interview after Ronda versus Nia, and uh, Rez was like, ah, "Payback!" Rah, 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 uh, about she was asked about Charlotte. And, um, so we, we, we kind of had the idea of like, yeah, oh, she's probably, she's probably gonna have a hand in this, um, in this, this triple threat. Um, so much great stuff happened in this. Um, I didn't take notes or anything like that. Just go watch this match. It was so good. Um, but the, the match was finally determined. Lots of close calls. Becky did take a really long time hitting that second ladder out there. Um, uh, Asuka and Charlotte are really having to stall, um, to, to give her time to get out there. Um, oh, it looked like this lady was pushing this guy's car, but she was just going at exactly the same speed next to it, pushing a, uh, a dolly, um, it's kind of an interesting thing to see. Um, it was the most uninteresting thing to see, but combined, it was interesting. I'll, I'll say it that way. Um, so, that... Uh, okay, they have the two ladders uh, set up. Oscar and Charlotte in one, then uh, Charlotte knocks Oscar off off of that one and then climbs over the second one to start fighting Becky who's climbing up that one. And while they're doing that, Rhonda comes out um, and she pushes over the ladder. They both go flying off and that leaves Asuka there next to the, the original ladder that's right there, perfectly underneath the championship. She comes to sees that the other two are completely laid out. She climbs up and she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka begins the year winning the, the Royal Rumble. 
and ends the year winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. And uh, that is that's that is great. I'm so happy about that. Um, Ronda, she just got in, got out. She took care of business, got out, and it was quick, simple, effective, awesome. And uh, now this sets up all kinds of stuff, all kinds of, of possibilities for what's going to happen next. And I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't see what I wait to see what that is. And again, I'm so 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 happy for Oscar. Uh, it is awesome. And you know, it's fine that she 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 self eliminated from the mixed match challenge. You know, it paid off. It's way cooler than having to do the Royal Rumble again. Um, who needs a vacation when you have a championship? People will pay you to come visit them anywhere if you want. I guess they're like, hey, come out here. We'll pay for you to come to uh, Machu Picchu. Um, bring your championship, take some cool pictures, and then we'll, it's, but we'll, we'll take care of you here. Um, right? As long as she doesn't have obligations to, uh, doing, uh, work stuff. Um, anyway, um, ah, uh, so happy about that. And, um, I am excited to see what, what, goes down next what's next for ronda who's gonna fight ronda next um obviously becky or charlotte is gonna fight them gonna fight her soon um hopefully sooner than wrestlemania but um in the meantime they're not on the same brand so that can't happen super easily unless tonight is <laughs> thumping on the, the the dashboard here unless tonight it's a surprise superstar shakeup, and that could give everything new life into the new year, and um, I'd be okay with that. Or maybe it will be announced that um, in January it will be a superstar shakeup, something like that, um, as opposed to doing it just right away right now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. And then if they did do it right now, then the whole Lars Sullivan being a free agent um coming in that would be rendered kind of moot but i think that's like the least important thing to worry about as far as that goes um so that's it i am gonna head up to the golden one arena i think that's the name of it um for two episodes of raw so in week 51 part one i'll be talking about just the live episode um but if you do want spoilers for it, they're going to be all over the place anyway. I might tweet spoilers for um, the 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 pre-taped episode. But maybe not. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, but stay tuned for week 51, all parts of it. I have two more nights of being there in person for shows. Um I'm going to see a bunch of movies when I get back home. At least two movies. We have, um, uh, what did I have the, the glasses for? I got the glass, uh, Mary Poppins and Aquaman. Um, I have tickets to see both of those movies on, on Thursday and getting nice pint glasses from Mondo. I'm excited for the, to get those. Um, so I'll, I'll have an episode about those movies also, uh, plus, all the NXT UK 
episodes I've gotten behind on. So stay tuned for all of that. Let me know what you thought about TLC. Do you agree? This was one of the best, if not the best, pay-per-view overall um, of this year. I feel like there's one other one that I felt was so, so good from top of I think maybe it was Hell in a Cell. Was that one of the ones that was really, really good? From top? It was, like, surprisingly good. I'm going to say, I, I, I'm going to say it was Hell in a Cell that was surprisingly good from top to bottom. Yeah, maybe. Um, do you agree? That was a great pay-per-view. Um, which match did you like the most? Which match did you like the least? Let me know by tweeting me at TODU Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with week 51. And uh, so Raw in Sacramento, SmackDown in uh, Fresno, and everything else from somewhere else. We're back in Denver. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. This has been Today I Watched. Bye.